You're listening to Matt Walsh on demand. So as I record this, the latest uh, news in this in this constant campaign to to uh, to take history and throw it down the memory hole is uh, actually comes from uh, out of out of the city that I live near, which is Baltimore. And in Baltimore, they've destroyed whatever it was three or four Confederate. Overnight, they destroyed three or four um, Confederate monuments. Confederate monuments that I, I'm I'm very positive um, a vast majority of people in Baltimore didn't even know existed. And if they even walked by them, they didn't even know that they were Confederate monuments. They just thought they were statues, right? But then we discovered these monuments that have been there forever are actually there, and immediately they have to go. They can't be there anymore. It is a, it's an emergency. We have to get rid of them. We can't think about it. We can't talk about it. We can't even, there can't be any discussion. Just get rid of them. And uh, this after, of course, the monuments taken down across uh, mainly the South, but not just in the South. And we know that only a few days ago in North Carolina, there, were, um, there was a Confederate monument torn down, not even by the city or the state, but just by an angry, an angry mob. <clears throat> they came along and said to themselves, well, I don't, I don't, like, I don't particularly like this statue here, so I'm just going to tear it down. And they were allowed to do it. Now, I did read a, a well, I read the headline anyway, an article claiming that um, law enforcement is considering some charges against the people that turned out, that tore down that monument. Um, and we'll see if that actually happens or not. I tend to doubt there will be any charges. But the fact is, they were allowed to, and it wasn't like this happened quickly. Okay, because you can't just have one guy who walks by and sees a statue and says, I'm going to pull it down. Unless, unless he's like the Hulk or something. You need a whole group of people and you need toe straps and you need the whole thing. And... Um, so this was a kind of slow developing thing and it was a coordinated thing. And they were all, all these people were gathered around the monument, uh, filming it and everything, of course. And they, they tear the monument down and they start kicking it and everything. And this is something that happened over the course of many minutes, hours. And if you look at the footage, there, no cops show up. Nobody shows up to stop them. They're just allowed to do it. They're just allowed to, they just, this is, this is how, how it is now. They're just a, this is just a mob and they decided they wanted to do this thing and nobody, no, no representative of the law showed up to say, you're not, I understand that your feelings are hurt. I understand that you don't particularly like this, this statue. Um, I understand that you feel this and that way about it, but you're not legally, you can't just tear down a statue. It's not yours. You can't do that. That's not a thing that you can do in America. You, there, we have laws, damn it. Nobody showed up to say that. This is mob rule. I, I mean, the rule of law is, and I believe has been for a while, basically dead in America. And we've seen how, you know, we think we're a civilized country with laws and institutions, but we see how a, a violent mob gets together and they're allowed to do whatever they want. Space to destroy. Remember, that was what the mayor of the infamous phrase that the mayor of Baltimore used when you had an unruly mob of people, um, quote unquote, protesting over the Freddie Gray thing. And they were burning down buildings and apartment complexes. They were looting uh, pharmacies and they were just throwing rocks and burning cop cars. And nobody, and they just, they weren't getting arrested. 
Nobody was doing anything to stop them. And what did the mayor of Baltimore say? She said, we have to give them space to destroy. Well, that means there is no law. They can just do what they want. And so here, and this is what I want to really want, want to say here. Um, and I have to tell you that usually when I do these podcasts, I have a lot of notes and I have everything carefully laid out about what I want to talk about and all the points I want to make. I'm just so fed up and just angry is not even the word. I, I don't know what the word is. It's something deeper than anger. It's, I, I don't know, is it despair? Whatever I'm feeling, I just feel it so much that I just, I'm just turning the mic on and I'm just going. I don't even have any notes. But when it comes to this issue with the monuments, here, here I think is the primary point. Well, there's two points. And they're both related. Um, and let's, before we get to that, let's just, let's just say up front. It doesn't, for what I'm about to say, it, it doesn't really matter how you personally feel about the Confederate monuments. And I understand that on the right, there is two schools of thought. Now, on the left, there's, there's just one, as with every issue, on the left, there's only one school of thought, and you must adhere to it. And that school of thought is, these monuments are a travesty, and they must be pulled down by anyone. Whether, whether it's a sanctioned demolition or not, they just must come down immediately. Um, and the law doesn't apply. So that's the school of thought on the left. There is no other... There is no dissenting opinion there. On the right, there are two schools of thought. And one is that the monument should come down. The other is that they shouldn't. And I'm sympathetic to the argument that these Confederate monuments should come down because the Civil War is over. It's been over for a long time. The South lost. And so to keep these monuments up of this lost cause, it just doesn't do any good. I understand that. I don't agree with it. I understand it. I, I, I'm even more sympathetic to the argument that, well, a lot of these monuments um, are not, it's not like these monuments are 150 years old or even, or even 100 years old, many of them. Uh, some of these monuments were put up during the civil rights era by white supremacists to send kind of a message. But that's not the case with all of these statues and monuments. Some of them are just historical. They're just, they are commemorating and remembering history. And yes, honoring uh, great men. Who, if, if, if that's what you think, were fighting on the wrong side. But they were still great men. And they were still our countrymen. You know. And that's the case for a lot of these monuments. You go to Gettysburg. I've visited Gettysburg many times. I love going to Gettysburg. Uh, and it's a, of course, it's a, it's a historical uh, landmark. There are many battlefields that you can visit. And there are, many, there are many statues and monuments and plaques and everything commemorating men from both sides. Because of course there are. So what's next? Are we going into Gettysburg and erasing any mention of the Confederacy? Or making sure that if it is mentioned, it's mentioned in a way that it does nothing but condemn them? That does not at all breathe a word of their honor and their valor? Is that what's next? Well, yes, it is next. We know that's next. I think it's absurd. 
So my, my personal feeling on the monuments is I'm sympathetic to the other side of the argument. And yeah, if there, I know there was one, I think in uh, Atlanta, maybe more than one, but uh, there's one that was torn down by the city that actually had something engraved on it mentioning white supremacy. All right, take that one down. A literal monument to white supremacy should not be up. So take it down. Take it down legally. Have the city take it down. They took it down fine. Um, but not all, mon- not all the monuments are that, are that way. Some of them, as I say, are just to commemorate great men and a historical event. And I think in particular the monuments to Robert E. Lee. I still maintain... And I don't care who it upsets, and I know that these days, this was never a popular opinion. Now it, could, it couldn't possibly be less popular than it is now to say that uh, I, I admire Robert E. Lee, and I think he was a great man. And, uh, and I would defy anyone to actually sit down and read, a, read a, a, a biography of Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson. Actually read it and come away not having some admiration, even if it's a begrudging admiration for both of those men. They were great men. They were great men. And they fought on the side that they fought on because they lived in Virginia. They were Virginians. And the way the culture was at the time, especially in the South, it's your country was your state. People don't understand that now. People just can't comprehend that mentality. But that's how it was at the time. That's the way our founders looked at it. They looked at it as these kind of individual countries coming together in a union for a common goal. But a union is, if it's not voluntary, then it's not a union. And the idea that you can secede from a union, our country is literally built on that. Well, not literally, but our country is founded very explicitly on that premise because that's how our country came to be. And not only that, but um, when we seceded from the British crown, we had no, we certainly had no legal right to do so. There was no concept of this is a union between free states. This, no, you are a property of the king. But we got away from that. And I think there was an understanding among a lot of people that we're coming together for a common goal. We can leave if we want, because if we can't, then it's not a, it is a, it's a, if we can't, if you're telling me I can't leave, then the whole idea that there's any notion of states' rights, well, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if, if states' rights don't make any, the concept doesn't make any sense. If you're telling me I, that a, a state can't get together and say, you know what, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Because if they can't, what does that mean? What is, it means the federal government in some way owns them. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. From the perspective of guys like Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, that's the way they looked at it. And it's not a... Now, on these, when it comes to states' rights, how they looked at their, at their own states as kind of being their country, um, that's not a crazy thing. That's, it's a reasonable... At, at the very least, it's a reasonable way of looking at things. They opposed secession, especially Robert E. Lee, didn't want to secede. He did think that slavery was a moral abomination. People say that he was a slave owner. He was only a slave owner because he inherited slaves, which he then proceeded to free. Yes, he was racist by the standards of our time. He thought that Africans were an inferior race. Everybody thought that, even in the North, 
Only the most radical abolitionists didn't think that. Now, that doesn't make it okay. I'm just, the point is that he was not unique in that. That is a sin. You would be hard-pressed to find a historical figure who existed prior, you know, 150 years ago and further back who was not racist. Anywhere, I'm not talking about just in America, anywhere in the world. And we know that slavery existed everywhere in the world. It existed in Egypt. It existed all across Africa and the Middle East. It existed in Asia, uh, in Far East Asia. It existed, certainly existed in, in, uh, in, uh, in South America and Central America. Um, it existed everywhere. That doesn't negate the evil of slavery, but it does put it in a certain context. And it does make it more difficult to single out these individual men and say that they were somehow uniquely evil for this thing that everybody did. Doesn't make it okay. It just means this, the singling out that happens is a little strange. So Robert E. Lee, yes, he was, he, he was uh, not, he would not pass muster by our standards today in terms of racial issues, but then neither would Abraham Lincoln. Um, but when it came down to the secession and the federal government came to Lee and said, will you command the Northern Army, the Union Army? He declined because he could not bring himself to take up arms against his home and his family and his own sons. He couldn't do it. But he also felt called that he must fight one way or another. That it was his duty. I mean, he was a soldier. That's how men thought at the time. And so he fought. I'm not saying that this mitigates the evil that he was in a certain way connected to because he fought for the South. But I'm just adding historical context. And I think it's a little... We act like we can't even conceive of or understand his thinking, but I think that's just disingenuous. So that's the way I, I you know, especially when it comes to statues of Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson, I think they deserve those, those statues and we're better for having those statues, in my opinion. Because these were deeply flawed yet great and honorable men at the same time. And that's the kind of, that's a really important example for us to look to. We, we need examples of men like that. We have few of them, especially nowadays. So that's my feeling. But we could put, you know, and, and whatever. I'm, you could say I'm totally wrong about that. That's fine. But when it comes to taking down the statues, there are two things to keep in mind. Number one, we, the idea that, a, that as I said, a, a, an unruly mob can just roll up to a statue and pull it down because they feel like it, that is crazy. We cannot allow that to happen. And if we can't allow it to happen, then what, uh, how do you stop me? Or any, Does that mean that I can just go? I can go to Seattle where they have a statue to Lenin who, who murdered millions of people. And I can put, put them in, put them in, uh, in uh, labor camps and executed them, starved people. Can I just go to, to Seattle and pull that statue down because I find it objectionable and it is objectionable? If they can pull down the Confederate statue, why can't I pull that statue down on my own? Well, the answer is because it's not mine. And I can't just do that. It's against the law. So the law must be enforced. Here's the second point. 
I'll play devil's advocate for my own position for a minute. And let's say that I agree that these statues need to come down. And I've already said that I can see taking some of them down, depending on when they were built and why they were built and who they were built to, you know. Um, uh, so let's, but let's say I agree. Let's, let's t- take all the statues down. Or they, they all should come down eventually. I still don't think or I still wouldn't think, even if I had that mentality, I wouldn't agree with taking them down now in this situation. I I, I don't think we should be tearing down stat. Even if you hate the statues and think the statues are the worst statues in the world, we should not be tearing down statues to appease a mob. We should not be tearing down statues in a, in a panic to appease an angry mob. That we shouldn't be doing anything with that motivation. They say you don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, you don't negotiate with angry mobs. If you get together as an angry mob and you demand something, well, you don't get it. That's how we should respond to mobs. Even if what they want is correct, you still don't get it. Because this isn't how you go about getting things in a civilized, law-abiding society. This should be, that's the way we should approach these things. I think that's the nuance that's missing, even among the conservatives who um, have, I think, understandable reasons for wanting to take the statues down. They're missing this nuance. that even if we should take them down, now is not the right time in response to an angry mob. You cannot let the mob get its way. So what, 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 what should be said is, no, we're keeping them up. Then six months from now, maybe you take them down. A year from now, you take them down. But not now. Not when there are people with pitchforks standing outside demanding it for the sake of the rule of law and of a civilized society I think you don't give them what they want that's the point that's the point that I would like to hear people on the right who are anti-statue I would like to hear them making that point because I'll tell you something if that's if that's your position if you're saying yeah I, I think they should come down but I don't think we should come. They should come, they, they they should go down right now in this in this panicked response to an angry mob. That I find the the most respectable position, and I could I could even agree with it. You want to know something? I could even agree with it for many of these statues, not all of them. Just now is not the time. All right, um, and and last thing I'll say is. Um, the whole slippery slope argument. There are people who just, they don't like the slippery slope, slope argument. They act like a slippery slope argument is always fallacious. You know, if you make a slippery slope argument, you've already lost because it's a, it's a ridiculous thing to do. That's not, there are slippery slope arguments that are, that are fallacious and are not correctly applied. But there are plenty of times when the person who's making the slippery slope argument is correct and we should listen to him. And I find that over the last 50 years, conservatives have been making slippery slope arguments about many different subjects, and they've almost always been right. 
they've said, you know what? If we do this, it's going to lead to this. And everyone said, no, it's not. Shut up. 10, 15 years later, yep, it's led to that. Yet still, we don't listen. So on the statue thing, it is absolutely a slippery slope. Because if we're staring, tearing down statues of, of, of people on the basis that they were secessionist and they were racist and they supported slavery, well, all three of those qualifiers apply to the founding fathers. And, and, uh, and I know that there are some distinctions, but the distinctions will not be enough to appease the mob. Once they've taken out the Confederate statues, they aren't going to stop and they're going to move on. And you, if you have supported them on the Confederate statues, you've already agreed with the premise by which they will then proceed to tear down the founding fathers. And once they've done that, then it just, it never ends. I'm telling you. This is how it's going to work. Mark my words. And when it does happen, all of the people who ignored the slippery slope thing, they, they'll just, they'll pretend they never ignored it. They won't admit it. It's the way it always works. All right, that's going to do it for me. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Kruche Salus. Godspeed. Thank you.